Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and today we're going to continue on a theme that we've been on for a little while. We've been on a little a bit of a theme here in the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, and that theme has been how to get stuff done, right? Getting things done. It has been change. It has been moving into the future. It is the future-focused thinking. It is the getting your current state of experience, your current results, who you are in the present, into the future that you want to attract towards yourself. So you want to bring in a certain future. You want to, you imagine a future, you envision a future, you have goals for the future, you have accomplishments that you want to achieve, you have achievements you want to complete, you want to, you, you know, you want to get done. And that is all in the future. And so the theme is how to do that. The theme is how to pull in that future that you want for yourself, these results that you want in your life, these experiences that you want to have in your life and pull them in so that you can experience them now in the present moment. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about self-control and the thing about self-control, brothers, is again, that's an abstraction, right? It's not about controlling yourself. It's not something you build. It's not something you have. It's something that you are in the moment, in moment to moment, you are working it. You are working on your conflict management system. You're just aware of it. Remember the whole idea, the whole, the whole foundation of this, brothers, is that you are energy. You are a consciousness, a pure consciousness, and this pure consciousness, it makes you aware of different types of energy in the world. So there's the physical energy, there's the emotional energy, there's the mental energy, there's even the, the spiritual or, or energetic energy, if you want to call if you want to call it that. But there's so many different facets of being human. There's so many different facets of being a spiritual being, having a human experience that it's really just about where do you want to direct your energy? And a lot of what we're doing now is talking about how to work with the thought energy, the mental energy, and the emotional energy, the feelings, and how to direct those in the way that will create for you the experiences that you want to have. Remember, this is a dream, brothers. This is your dream. You are dreaming this. And just like being asleep in the bed, when you become lucid to your dreams, when you become awake in your dreams and you start to direct your dreams the way you want them to go, it's no different than doing it while you're awake. It's just a little bit more slow, <laughs> right? It's just a little bit slower because you, you got to go through the motions. We got to go through the thoughts. We got to go through the feelings. We got to go through the actions to get to those results. So we're going to continue with the theme. And today I'm going to just talk to you guys about five habits that you can begin to apply in your life. These are practical. These are simple habits that you can begin to apply in your life that I guarantee you, you will see some massive changes occur in your result line. So I'm going to get right into it because I want to make sure I've got enough time to get through all five of these. And the first one is really quite simple. Again, they're all simple, but none of them are easy. And this one is probably, all of, of all of them, it's probably the hardest. And again, I know that's subjective as well. The reason why I say it's the hardest, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's no technology for the first 60 minutes of your day and the last 30 minutes of your day. Now, what do I mean by technology? Okay, I mean anything you got to plug in or anything that runs on a battery. So I'm talking about phones. I'm talking about televisions. I'm talking about 
laptops, computers, like all of that stuff, anything that runs on a battery. So if you're into waking up and grabbing your phone, if you're into waking up and turning on the radio, turning on a music, if you're into these things, this is why it's going to be hard. And the reason why it's hard is not, I mean, again, it's very simple, but the reason why it's going to be difficult or why, I've, why it has been difficult for so many students to begin this process is because simply because the phone, the technology is very, very addictive. You're basically taking yourself off of a drug. You're, you're, you're beginning to go in such a way in cold turkey, really, for the first 60 minutes of the day and the last 30 minutes of the day, you're really going cold turkey into a dopamine withdrawal. And it's a habit that even though it's very simple to do, it's very simple to do to get up, to go for a run. You know, you put your shoes on, you go for a run. Yeah, no music. You don't need music, right? You don't need an iPad or an iPod or you don't need your iPhone to help you with music and with audio and with you know books or podcasts or whatever it else is. Just go for a run. Just get out and go for a run. You can do some writing. You can get up and you can do your thought download. You can do a models of alignment, right? You can do some meditations. You can get up, you can do meditating, you can sit, you can do active meditation, you can do yoga or some other type of exercise. You could pour yourself a, a cup of tea or, or, or water, hot water, and you can just drink and you can just allow your body to experience the sensations of the morning in your mind to unravel or work through what it's going to get into during the day. So there's a lot of different things you can do in the morning that do not include technology. But it's so important that we begin to remove technology from the beginning of our day because when we get into it, usually what will happen, most people, most people, brother, they use technology addictively and unconsciously. And because of that, there's no real purpose to it. It's more of just a empty-minded scrolling or an empty-minded viewing or an empty-minded engagement with whatever it is, the laptop, the television, the telephone, you know, the, the smartphone. And when you're doing that, you're actually soaking up, you're actually spending. I know it doesn't may not feel like it, but you're actually using a lot of energy. You're using a lot of energy to get into those things that you're looking at because all of it's dopamine, right? All of it's supplying dopamine to your brain. So if you're looking at Instagram and right? if you're moving through Instagram, then whatever it is, you're actually using energy, right? You're engaging with it in some way. You're engaging with the pictures of the amazing landscapes and the amazing people, right? The beautiful people, beautiful landscape. You're engaging with that. You're liking that. You're looking at that. You're thinking about that. You're engaging with motivating posts. You're engaging with motivating videos that are people are, and maybe you're engaging engaging with news, you're engaging with news, or you're engaging with some kind of interest, some kind of concept, some kind of environment that is pulling your energy. It's using your energy. You know, it might be conflict. You might be looking at the news and you might be looking at politics, or you might be looking at, you know, what's happening in the, on the other side of the planet, right? You're looking at things and you're engaging, or maybe again, like the conflict of comparison, like these people have this, right? You're looking at motivational things. You're looking at people that say, hey, do this, do that. If you want more, do this. And so you're, you're, you're in that comparison or, or maybe you're, you're comparing yourself below. And all of that is using your energy. You know, brother, it's using your energy. It's bringing you into a state of, again, a state of agitation, a state of a vibration, not of high vibration in terms of quality, but high vibration in terms of quantity, like a lot of agitation, a lot of conflict. And even if it's not conflict, it's still the dopamine. Right, it's still the dopamine that's bringing you in. Right, it's bringing you up. It's it's filling you with all of that that high, and then when it's time to 
get ready for the day or get into work or whatever it is, then you, you're already tired. Like you've already got, you've already lost a little bit of your willpower. You've already lost a little bit of your, of your intention, of your focus, of your consciousness. Cause remember you're put that you are the consciousness. You know, you're not the body that's holding the phone, watching the scrolling. You are the consciousness that is being put into whatever it is you're observing. So as you do that and you're, do, and you're driving it and driving it into that, that place, the phone, the television, I mean, even television takes energy from us to sit there and do nothing on a couch and watch TV takes energy from us because we are engaged with it. Our conscious energy is touching it. You know, it's, it's reaching out and touching it with our ears, reaching out, touching it with our eyes, you know, even with our emotions. So the first hour of the day, no technology. Keep your phones off. Keep your phones out of your hands. Keep your computers on lockdown, on shutdown. Keep your TVs turned off. Keep your radios turned off. Keep everything turned off. I know some of you, I need music. I need music. I need music. And I get that. I understand that. But that's the same thing as saying, I need Instagram. I need Instagram. I need Instagram. You really don't need it. Music is beautiful. I love music. I think there's a music for every mood and there's a mood for every music, right? Like there's always a Music is sound. Sound is the primordial vibration of the universe. So I'm not saying anything. I'm not putting anything against music and I'm not putting anything against technology either. What I'm saying is that in the first 60 minutes of your waking morning, when you wake up and you begin your day, that first hour, that's where you are the most rested. You've got the most testosterone. You've got the most drive. You've got it. It's all there. It's all ready for you. And if you put it, if you put that consciousness into something that's going to drain you out, then you will be less productive for the rest of the day. So that's the first thing I would offer. Now, the last 30 minutes have to do with setting yourself up for the next day. It has to do with getting to sleep 30 minutes earlier, or if you're not going to go to sleep 30 minutes earlier because you're not looking at that technology, then at least you're closing down the technology and you're allowing your hormones, your body, your hormonal system to prepare for sleep. That's what the whole blue light thing is about, right? To get you settled in, get you ready for rest, get you into that, into those changing of brain waves. You can really dip into all the different phases of sleep and get all the regenerative power out of rest so that when you begin the day the next day, you are full battery versus being on that technology right before sleep and not getting this, the, the most amount out of your sleep. So that's number one. For number one, and again, it's very simple. It won't be easy because of the addiction that many people have to technology. But it's a very simple one. Just keep it out of your hands. Keep it out of your consciousness for 60 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the, before bed. Okay, number two. Number two is eliminate caffeine. I can't tell you how important this is. I mean, I can't tell you how much of an effect this has had on me in my life. Caffeine, I used to be a caffeine guy. Like I used to drink a lot of caffeine and it didn't matter where it was coming from. Coffee, yerba, energy drinks. It didn't matter. I just wanted the caffeine because I thought it gave me energy. I thought it made me more productive. I thought that I could go longer with it, right? So I, I used to be big on caffeine, but when I stopped drinking it, two things happened. Number one, oh, I had a massive massive withdrawal, right? Headaches, stomach aches, lot, like loss of sleep. I felt so tired all the time. My body had to adjust to getting back into that rhythm, but it only lasted a couple days. I'll tell you brothers, it only lasted three, four days and I was taking in a lot of caffeine. So I know if your experience is similar, it will at least be similar or less, but it was only a couple days. And the other thing that happened was once I got through those couple days, I had a lot more energy during my day. Now, here's why this is, because caffeine is a gimmick. Caffeine doesn't actually give you energy. 
What caffeine does is it represses your feeling of being out of energy. It represses your feeling of being tired. It represses your feeling of being fatigued. So it'd be like saying, like, if you're taking a diet pill, if you're taking a pill to suppress your appetite, it's not that it makes you feel full, right? This pill that for, for your food, for your diet, it's not going to make you feel full. It's just going to remove or eliminate the feeling of being hungry. And that's really what caffeine does as well. Caffeine doesn't give you energy. It doesn't bring you up. It just doesn't let you know how low you are. It just keeps you in this idea of feeling that you're working at a moderate level, but you're just not. You're actually on depletion. And the very quick science of that is that our energy, and this is all from my work with fitness, because you know a lot of this has to do with energy, it has to do with how we utilize, convert, and deliver energy to different systems of the body, that it's all done with ATP. ATP is the molecule that we that is basically our energy molecule. Now, when a molecule of ATP is utilized, when it's utilized or delivered in some way, when it's burned, so to speak, it creates adenosine. And adenosine is kind of like the opposite, right? Now, we have the ATP that gives us energy. We use that energy, create adenosine. It's the adenosine that makes us feel tired. And when we have a buildup of adenosine, we have a buildup of ATP, that's like the morning. That's when we wake up in the morning. All of that adenosine is converted back to ATP. That's what that's what happens when we sleep. That's why we have number one, right? No technology in the first hour, no technology in the last half hour. Because you want to maximize your sleep to get all of that energy, all that all that sort of fatigue, those fatigue molecules, you want to get all that adenosine that you've created throughout the day. You want to get that all converted back to ATP, which is what which is what you do when you're asleep. Then you wake up and you've got all the ATP and then you go throughout your day with all that energy, burning, 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 burning all the ATP, turning it into adenosine. So by the end of the day, now you're fatigued, now you're tired, now you go back to sleep. And in that switching of the brainwave, you switch that pattern and boom, the body goes into a different cycle. The different cycle is not burning ATP. It's replenishing ATP through the converting. It's just like a back and forth, right? It's like a hot potato, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Heads, tails, heads, tails, heads, tails. You're just flipping it back and forth. So really what caffeine does then is it doesn't give you ATP, right? It doesn't build up your ATP molecules. What it does is it doesn't let your brain be aware of how much adenosine you have in your system. So the drawback to this, obviously, is if you're drinking caffeine all day and you're fatiguing, 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 then at some point, you're going to stop drinking caffeine. The caffeine's going to wash through your body. Your brain's going to become aware of all the adenosine that's in the system, and you're just going to go in a big crash. And that's what people do. They just crash hard. They crash big, and then boom, they're out. Understanding how this works, if you really want to drink caffeine, the best time to engage in caffeine is going to be in the afternoon, in the late afternoon, just like they do in places in Europe, right? Like they have the siestas. Surprisingly enough, Europe has been around for a long time. They really have a lockdown on these circadian rhythms and cycles because what's happening is they they have the siesta, right? You go to work in the morning, you take a long lunch, you take a little bit of a nap, then you come back to work and and then you go late into the evening and you can do that because then you can have a coffee before dinner or after dinner and you can go a little bit later because you don't want to have a cup of coffee in the morning. That is a gimmick that says, ah, like, you know, the best part of waking up is Folgers in a cup, right? It's a gimmick. It's the, what they use to sell you more caffeine, but you don't need it in the morning. In the morning is when you least need it. When you need it, or if you want it, you don't need it ever, but when if you want it, it's best to drink it later in the day when you've built up that adenosine, when your ATP is already worn down, you've built up the adenosine, and now what you want to do 
is trick your brain into not knowing how much adenosine you have so you can push a little bit longer, push another hour, two hours, or maybe two and a half hours out. And then your brain will be, will come back to this, whoa, I've got all this adenosine, and then it will drop and then you will go to sleep. Now, I would offer that you really don't need caffeine at all. However, there have been some, read minuscule, <laughs> but there have been some benefits biological, physiological benefits to drinking caffeine. So if you want to have some coffee, if you want to have some yerba mate, if you want to have some green tea, black tea, it's just go ahead, but understand that it's better to have it later in the day. And I would offer that for this habit, you attempt, you work towards cutting out all caffeine for at least a month. Just do it in terms of a challenge, right? A 30-day challenge, try to cut out all caffeine. So that's number two. Number three, plan ahead. Here's your habit here, brother. Use the calendar. Now, in the academy in September, we spend a whole month on this. We do it in April as well, but in a different format. But what I want you guys to understand in, in terms of this habit, in terms of this very simple, this very practical habit, is that when you plan ahead, and this kind of goes along with last week and how to be consistent, when you plan ahead for what you want to achieve, you have a vision, you have a future-focused thinking, you have a future self, you want to bring that future self into the present self, you want to attract it, right? Of all the infinite potentials for the future of all the parallel universes that are happening. You want to choose this one. You want to get into it. You want to go after it. You want to draw it in and experience it in this lifetime. So you got to plan ahead, right? Because you know, based on last podcast episode, by the tomorrow when you wake up, you're not going to feel the way you're feeling right now. You're going to feel the way you're feeling right then. And the way you feel right then is going to be a lot different than you feel right now because there's that energy constant, energy is constantly shifting. It's constantly moving. So you really need, if you really want to have a vision, if you really want to accomplish a goal, it requires some planning ahead. Now, the power in using a calendar, the power in this of planning ahead and using a calendar is that once you've planned it ahead, once you've planned out a week in advance or a month in advance or even just the next day in advance, what you can do is you can put it on your calendar and then you can save so much energy, so much consciousness energy. Remember, you are consciousness energy. That's what you are. That's what burns energy, right? Is being conscious of things, is putting your attention on things. Most people put their attention on the external and that's why it blasts them, right? That's why people are so smoked at the end of the day because they're always thinking about other things, right? They're always thinking about the external, the external. When we're thinking about the internal and we're in our conflict management system, we can process emotion, we can manage thoughts, we burn a lot less energy. And by energy, I'm not talking about ATP. I'm not talking about physiological energy. I'm talking about consciousness. So when you plan ahead and you put everything on a calendar, day in advance, week in advance, month in advance, then all you have to do in terms of this habit is wake up and follow your calendar. It's very, very simple. Very, very simple. Once you do that, we, we see a lot of people have difficulty is staying on the calendar because they wake up and they want to go do what they did yesterday rather than what they're, what's on their calendar today. They want to just kind of stay in that habit of being who they think they are, being that old person. So having the calendar makes it simple. And it actually makes it easy too, because once it's there, you don't have to think. You can just shut off your brain. You know what it's like? And again, I'll use the CrossFit again, because I love, I mean, CrossFit is my thing, right? I love CrossFit. I spent decades in CrossFit. It's like the difference between going to the gym and not knowing what you're going to do. You know, you're just going to go to the gym and work out. But when you get there, when you walk in the doors and you see everything there, it's like, what do I do? I can go over here. I can pick up some dumbbells. I can go over there, use the machine. I can go in the group room and bounce on a ball or, you know, do some step ups or maybe I'll get on the treadmill or the bicycle or whatever. Like there's, there's so many things I can do, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So now I have to think about 
what I'm going to do. I've got to think and I've got to program and I've got to be in the moment. I've got to, you know, I've got to use all this conscious energy to create this thing, this system or this workout. Now, when you go to a CrossFit gym and you walk in the door, the workout is written for you. The movements are prescribed. Everything's there. You've got a coach. If you've got an issue with like, oh, I don't know what that is, they'll come over and they'll show you. They'll show you what the movements are. It's usually incorporated in the workout, some skill development. So you get in there, you're warmed up. The coach warms you up. They show you the movements. You do the movements. You do the workout. You get done. They stretch you out. They lead you through everything, right? So, it's, so, so how much less, well, how much less consciousness energy are you burning? What I really should say is how much more energy do you have at the end of these things? You're going to have a lot more consciousness energy. You're going to have a lot more energy at the end of a CrossFit workout because you'd have to think about it. You'd have to put anything together. You didn't have to determine what you were going to do versus going into a gym where you don't know what you're going to do and you're spending all that energy to do it. And it's the same with the calendar. It's the exact same with the calendar. If you wake up and you don't know what you're going to do, you're going to use a lot of energy thinking, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do today? What am I going to do today? What is one thing I'm going to accomplish? What is something I can move towards my goals? How can I, how can I proceed on this journey, right? Whatever it is. When you've got your calendar, you wake up and you look at it. It's like being the CEO of your life, essentially. You know, CEOs, they've got virtual assistants. They've got executive assistants. They've got personal planners. They've got people that do all these things for them. So all they need to do, wake up in the morning, look at their calendar. What's next? So I got a meeting here. I got a meeting here. I got a meeting here. Boom. Like I'll just, I got, you know, that that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in these meetings. I'm going to be in those meetings. I'm going to go. I'm going to have breakfast at this place. I'm going to go to the gym there. I've got an hour for the gym. I'm going to go to this meeting and I'm going to run, a, run over there and do this, do my work on the in the office and whatever it is, but it's all planned out. So there's no, so the, all the consciousness, all the energy can go into what is on the calendar instead of spending so much conscious energy trying to create the calendar. <laughs> so you create it the day before or the week before or the month before. And then when you can execute that, and again, brothers, if you have questions on this number three, we do this for an entire month, two months, actually, April and September in the academy. So it's something you can learn with a coach, with some other guys that are doing it along, that would be doing it along with you guys have done it before in the previous years. It can, it can also help mentor you along. That's number three. Plan ahead, trust your calendar, stay on the calendar. Number four is another very simple one. Another habit you can do that I guarantee you will change your life, that will make you more productive, that will get you into more producing than creating, which is actually number five I'll get into in a moment, is stand up, move around. There's so much, again, there's, there's powerful energy in movement. If you can just get up and move around. The thing about it is when we get into buffering, and this goes along with number one, you know, the technology, when we get into buffering, we spend so much energy engaging with that piece of technology or that whatever it is that we're buffering with. We, we you know, there's, there's an energy draw to it. Energy's coming out, energy's coming out. And we don't allow our minds to work through the thoughts that it's, that, that it's having. And we don't allow our bodies to work through the emotions that it's feeling. So, Sometime during the day, I would offer at least twice during the day, and you don't have to do it for long, like a minute or two is enough. You stand up and you move around. Now, that doesn't mean move around by going to the kitchen to get something to eat when you're not hungry because that's buffering. It doesn't mean go and do another task like whatever it is you would be doing, like running errands. It means literally stand up and move around. Stand up and let your mind work. Stand up and let your body feel. It moves energy in a way that is not engaged. It's not sending out. It's not a spent energy. 
system, but it is a moving energy system. So the energy is within you. It's like shaking up a snow globe. You know, it's like all that energy is settled because you're settled into your chair or your couch or your cubicle or your desk or wherever it is. And it's just settled there. And that's why it's so easy to want to get it moving through dopamine. That's why it's so easy to want to get it moving through picking up your phone and scrolling or checking out a website page on your laptop or throwing on the TV or whatever it is. I mean, if you're in an office building, maybe it's heading to the water cooler and talking gossip, talking conflict, talking politics, whatever it is. When you just stand up and you just move around, just pace back and forth a little bit. You can do some jumping jacks, you can do some push-ups, but I, I would say even just the act of walking, even just pacing is enough to shake up that snow globe and get the energy moving. Really get it moving through your body, through your system so that you become more creative, you become more aware, you become more focused, you become more, even I would say, determined with where you're placing your energy, where you're placing yourself, which is to say your consciousness. So that's number four, brothers. Now, the last one here, number five, I mentioned briefly just a moment ago, and that's to produce more than you consume. And maybe not more. I mean, let me pull back on that, but just take some of the time that you're using to to consume and shift that into producing. Because really, what I believe strongly, and again, this is my belief, this is my opinion, so it comes from my mind. I'm not saying that this is the way it is. <laughs> I'm saying this is the way that I am, right? I believe that we are here in many ways to serve. We're here in many ways, like our purpose, the, the purpose of spiritual beings having a human experience, in part, not in totality, because there's many, many parts of why we're here to have a ex- human experience. But in part, I believe it's to serve. I believe it's to share. It's to share our gifts. It's to share our knowledge. It's to share our skills. It's to share the way we've mastered systems and the way we can implement those systems to make other people's lives more effective, more efficient, more simple, whatever it is, because we're all in this together. Like we're literally all taking this together. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're one true in the spiritual concept of energy. We're one consciousness feeding and believing that we're in different bodies, but we're also in different bodies in on this planet together. And so if I can say something, if I can show something, if I can create something that is going to make your life more efficient, it's going to make your life more simple. It's going to make your life more beautiful. It's going to make your life more enjoyable. It's going to make your life more peaceful, whatever it is, then that is a part of why I'm here. That's a part of why my spiritual being has come here to have a human experience. Now, like I say, I know there's lessons to be learned and there's joys to be had and there's suffering to be conquered. Like I understand all of that as a part of it as well, but it's also my belief that we're here to give to each other, right? We're here to give our gifts. We're here to share. So we're here to serve. And so we do that only when we produce. There is a lot of value in consumption. And I know that there's a lot of talk about consumption. You know, there's a lot of these ideas that to be successful, you should read 100 books a year, right? I've I've heard that as a strategy, as a strategy for self-improvement, for self-development. Let's read 100 books a year. Well, yes, reading is powerful. Reading is a good thing. I'll never say anything bad about reading. But recognize that reading is consumption. You are taking what somebody else has produced and you're using it to improve your life. You're using it to make your life more, again, effective, (laughs) satisfying, successful, 
beautiful, enjoyable, whatever it is. So that's consumption. Now, when you can take some of that, when you can take any of that, maybe it's not in books, or, but it's definitely in your own life experiences. When you can take anything and you can turn it into something as a gift, when you can make something out of it, when you can produce something new and give it out, that's production. So if you spend, say, a hundred hours a week, which is a lot of time, by the way, a lot of time, brothers, you figure the work week is like 40 hours. So if you spend a hundred hours a week on YouTube, if that's like your main source of entertainment, that's like your, that's like where you buffer. That's where you get your dopamine from. That's where you get your entertainment from. Like that's your thing. You spend a hundred hours a week on YouTube. Then even if you spend three hours, four hours more and took all the videos that you've watched and created some kind of like best video compilation of the week, you know, in, in, in this area that you're interested in, then you've produced, you've created something that now somebody else can consume. You've produced something that may enhance someone else's lives. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what they do on ESPN. You know, they take all the highlights. You know, my brother, <laughs> my brother loves sports. But he doesn't even really watch TV anymore. He really doesn't. I mean, he watches TV all the time, but he really doesn't watch like sports games anymore. They'll be on in the background. Like the TV is always on at my brother's house and there's always some kind of sports playing at my brother's place in the evenings or on the weekends. It's happening. But he doesn't really spend a lot of time watching it anymore. I've noticed this. Like he's just zoning out, zoning out, zoning out. Because, I mean, what is it? It's a two-hour event that is mostly empty time. Mostly people just walking around waiting for the next play. Even in basketball, like even in a high-paced game, there's still a lot of downtime. But ESPN has come up with a way to basically say, these are the highlights of the week. And they'll show you all the highlights of the week. And you can watch an entire week's work of, worth of sports in like half an hour, right? Because you can get all the highlights, all the scores, all the results, all the stuff just done just like that. And you could do that too if you're, if, with the example that I gave you about being on YouTube. It's just that you got to produce something. Even if you don't share it, even if you don't share what you produce, brothers, just by the act of producing itself, it will surge in you a creative process. It will surge in you a sense of purpose. It will surge within you this sense of, I am creating, I have a gift, I am giving this. And you could give it, but you don't have to, right? It doesn't matter whether you go through the action of giving it or not. The action of creating it itself is a form of service. Like I've written many, many books, you know, I've only published one book and the second edition is coming out shortly. I'm working on the edits now and the, and the, and the editions, the edits, and the editions now, but I've written many, many books and I haven't published all of them. The reason is, is because the act of creation itself has helped, has led me to create programs like the Academy for Consciousness Expansion. I could probably have created the Academy for Conscious Expansion without writing these books, but writing these books helped me understand what kind of content I wanted to add to the Academy. So even though I didn't share all of the books I've ever written with everybody through publishing, the act of creating them was still so valuable in the ability, in my ability to then use that, those creations to create something else that I then do share and I do give and I do serve with, which is the Academy. So those are the five, brother. Last ones, the last one is to produce versus to consume. Now, again, these five are no technology. Keep all phones, laptops, TVs, iPods. Keep them all out of your hands for the first 60 minutes of your day. Really maximize the energy that you have in that first 60 minutes of the day and the last 30 minutes of the day so you can utilize, so you can get good, good, good sleep to get the best out you can of, of your rest so that you start at the top of your battery the next morning.
That's number one. No technology, 60 minutes for beginning of the day, 30 minutes of the day. Number two, no caffeine. Cut out caffeine. Just do it for a month, and then we can talk about reintegration. But for now, no caffeine. Cut it out for a month. Number three, plan ahead. Put items on your calendar and then trust your calendar. Follow your calendar. Usually planning ahead and putting it on your calendar is pretty easy. It's pretty user-friendly, as they say. You can just kind of decide what you want to do, stick it on your calendar, but following your calendar. Follow your calendar as if you were a machine, as if you couldn't deviate from, as if you were a tram, you are a, you are a train on a track, on a schedule. You leave at this time, you arrive at this time, and that's how you are on your calendar. Trust that calendar, and you will see massive changes in your life. Number four, move around. Stand up. Get up. Move the energy. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be far. You don't have to walk to another state and back. Just move around. Two minutes. Two minutes on your feet. Two minutes moving. Two minutes pacing is enough. And then number five, give. Produce something. Create something. You don't have to give it to anybody, but just by creating, just by working into something new, something that you are producing, you will feel a surge in your own energy, a surge in your own purpose. Nothing wrong with consumption. Keep consuming so that you have, so you can produce. We need to consume systems. We need to consume skills. We need to consume knowledge so that then we can turn around and we can produce something from it. So keep, keep consuming. I'm not saying stop consuming. What I'm saying is shift some of that consumption into creation, into production. Now, these are all practical things that you can apply today, brother. You can apply them right now. Take one at a time if you want, one at the first day, no technology. Go ahead and have your caffeine. Go ahead and ignore your calendar. Go ahead and sit without standing up. Go ahead and keep consuming. But just one day, just today, no tech, first hour, last 30, right? And then after two or three days, okay, I've got that. I've worked that in. I'm, I'm not looking at my phone for the first hour of the day and the last half hour of the day. What's next? No caffeine. Okay. Stop drinking caffeine. You're going to feel that. <laughs> you're going to feel that for two or three days, right? And then once you're through that, add the next one. Okay. So now I'm going to get on my calendar. Add the next one. I'm going to start moving around, standing up. Add the next one. I'm going to start creating stuff. Now, now brothers, I want to add at the end of this because that, that's really the end. Those are the five habits that I want to offer. And again, they're very simple. They're very simple. They're very practical. They're very applicable. You can do all of these. You could do all of these at once. In fact, you could, you could list these out and start them all tomorrow. There will be some withdrawal, caffeine. There will be some withdrawal of technology, you know, but you can do all of these together tomorrow immediately. But I want to, I want to offer that the, you have now have four months to enroll in the Academy for Conscious Expansion before the new pipeline emerges. In July of this year, right after the solstice, there will be a new pipeline for the Academy. And that new pipeline will be working with big brothers, little brothers, essentially. So if you want to be a big brother, if you want to start this journey now, if you want to get through the foundations of understanding cognitive mastery, emotional ownership, massive action, and future-focused thinking, then now is the time to enroll in the Academy because you will learn all of these as as a foundation. And by the time the new pipeline emerges, you will have a strong foundation for your life. You'll have a strong foundation for you to stand on. And that foundation you can begin to use as a big brother to help the new academy students who are the, will be the little brothers come up. You'll be using the foundation you built to stand on. You built your foundation. You will stand on it. And you will use that to bring others up. So if that's something else that you want to think about, if that's something else that's in your vision, if leadership skills, if you want to develop leadership skills, if you want to develop mentoring skills, if you just want to develop teaching skills, 
Now is a good time to enroll in the academy. You have four months before the new pipeline. Once the new pipeline emerges, the whole the whole process will be different. And I will disclose that as time proceeds, as time unfolds, as we get closer to July, I'll talk more about that. But for now, brothers, again, I'm not creating, this is no, there's no urgency here, just to let you guys know that four months from now, the new pipeline will emerge. And for those of you that really are ready, and you don't have to be ready to change your life, you don't have to be ready to determine what you want to experience. You don't have to be ready to awaken as a spiritual being having a human experience. You don't have to be ready for any of that. But if you are, now is the time to enroll in the academy. All consultation call prices are enrolled back into your first month of guidance, your first month of tuition. And that's what I have for you today. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.